This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat with you on a Friday, filling in for Nick and Ken. We just had Kate Constable. Join us on the show. We're still on Stadium, so make sure you guys go to watchstadium.com. We'll be there until 6 o'clock Eastern time. We're also on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and you can check us out for free on the Odyssey app. Ryan, it's been a while since we've done a show, since I've talked to you. We really haven't break down some of these recent head coaching hires, so I'm excited to get into that. Some of these coordinators that are getting hired as well let's start with the dan quinn news to washington and your thoughts on that obviously they were the last team to find a head coach there really weren't too many offensive options left for them once ben johnson and bobby slowick both said that they were going to stay with their team so it was pretty much a choice of the defensive coaches whether it was going to be anthony or aaron glenn or whether it was going to be Vrabel or dan quinn they end up going with dan quinn so your thoughts on this hire for washington I mean, if I'm a Commander fan and I'm looking to turn that thing around here quickly, I would rather have Mike Vrabel. Like, if I'm going with a defensive-minded head coach, obviously big Mike Vrabel fan here. Um, talked about this in Major League Baseball with Craig Council. Like, nobody's done more with less, and I'd say that with Mike Vrabel, too. Like, Tennessee a couple of years ago had the one seed, had home field advantage. Now, they ended up blowing it, but, I mean, that was with Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback. I mean, I, I, I don't really know what's going on with Vrabel, though, right? Um, with, with Dan Quinn, I like Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, although even like the second half of the season, man, Dallas, not great defensively. I mean, number one in pass rush win rate. They were able to get after the quarterback. They have Micah Parsons. But the run defense was horrendous, as we saw in that playoff loss to Green Bay when Aaron Jones went off for over 100 yards rushing on the ground. And the pass defense, I know they had some injuries. They lost they lost their best cover corner and Trayvon Diggs early on in the season. But, um, you know, he's obviously a great defensive mind. Uh, but if you're going to make that hire, I think you have to knock it out of the park with your offensive coordinator. Like when, when he was at his best as a head coach was in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan, then Kyle left got the head coaching gig in San Francisco. And shortly after that, he was gone in Atlanta. So I like Dan, but it's just like with the commanders, man, you have the number two overall pick in the draft, which is most likely going to be Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I think Caleb Williams goes number one overall to Chicago, um, but you get your quarterback of the future. I thought the job was going to be more attractive though, right? Because like if, 
if I'm Ben Johnson, I would rather take my chances in the NFC than go to the AFC. You know, I, I know he wanted the Chargers job, right? Which Jim Harbaugh ultimately gets. I love that hire, by the way, because the Chargers are ready to win right now. And Ben Johnson's a great play caller, but we don't know if he's a good head coach yet. Right, he's inexperienced. He hasn't been a head coach yet. So if I'm Ben Johnson, I would have loved the commander's job. Take your chances in the NFC. You don't have to play Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to go against Joe Burrow. You don't have to go against Josh Allen. Instead, you're in the NFC. And you're in a division where it looked like Philadelphia was going to be dominant for the next couple of years. Now, we don't know. We don't even know if Nick Sirianni's the guy. Dallas is bringing back Mike McCarthy and uh, just choked away home field advantage. Uh, the Giants are probably going to be a mess. I don't think they have their quarterback. I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. I do like the coaching staff, but even those guys could be out in a year or two if they don't get the thing right there. Um, so I would have taken the commander's job, but I don't know. Maybe the job's not as attractive as we thought because that's one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. The defense isn't very good. The pass defense is horrific. Um and you traded away your two best pass rushers and Sweat and Chase Young. And they made the right decision moving away from Chase Young. He's been irrelevant the last couple of weeks for San Francisco. But the hire, it just doesn't really do it for me. You know, I feel like it's kind of like what you had in Riverboat Ron, except for Dan Quinn wears a backwards hat. I think I feel, I feel like that's the only difference yeah. between the guys. Maybe he's just that bridge guy, right? Like maybe he's like Lovey Smith was in Houston. I just, I don't know that Dan Quinn's the guy to turn that thing around. They should be better defensively, but like, who's, who's going to be the, who's going to be the OC? Like when we start talking about Chip Kelly, I have some concerns. I have some concerns if I'm Drake May or Jaden Daniels too. So we'll see. I, I didn't love it though. What about you? No, I, I agree. I didn't love it either. I think you're right. This kind of feels like it's almost a placeholder for like a year, maybe two, until they really get their guy. Ryan, I think they really thought Ben Johnson was going to be their coach. I think it yeah. threw him off when, I mean, they're flying to Detroit to interview him, likely with the intentions of flying him back to Washington to name him as the next head coach. And while they're in the air, Ben Johnson tells him he's not interested obviously most of these teams are hiring coaches while the nfl playoffs are going on and washington waited because they were waiting for detroit to lose thinking they were going to get ben johnson it's kind of like when you're at a restaurant and you know you're craving something and like a type of food and then they tell you that they're out of it and then you got to make a panic pick to get something else like this is what that yeah. kind of feels like right like they wanted ben johnson the fan base wanted ben johnson that's what everybody was craving, and then that didn't work out. Then they kind of had to pivot to the next best thing. But even when you pivoted, like to get Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel, just that surprises me. And who knows? Like maybe Vrabel doesn't interview well. I can tell you how good of a coach he is, man. And like, again, like you said, Craig Council winning with less. Like that's what Vrabel does. And if you're trying to rebuild the narrative around your culture and your franchise and how people view you, like bringing Mike Vrabel in, I thought really would have been a great hire. So very surprising that Washington would go this route with Dan Quinn. To your point, though, like it really all does come down to the offensive coordinator. Because at the end of the day, like Dan Quinn has made the Super Bowl as a head coach. I mean, he got there with Atlanta, but his OC was Kyle Shanahan, right? So he's proven that he can win games, but like most coaches, I mean, he needs good coordinators around him. And it just feels like this was such a missed opportunity for Washington because you have the number two pick. Either Caleb or Drake May is going to fall right into your lap. 
you had a chance, you got all this cap money, you got new ownership. Like it just felt like all the signs were there. And with this head coaching cycle, Ryan, that was going on and all of these proven guys on the market for Washington to really not get one of those guys just feels like a big swing and miss. So to me, they were all in on Ben Johnson. They thought there was nothing that was telling them that he wasn't going to be their head coach. I think it really threw him off. Who knows how much of that game against San Francisco and how it played out ended up playing a part, right? Because it's one thing to get blown out. It's another to have a 17-point lead at halftime and lose that game and, you know, miss those fourth down chances and feel like as an offense, you kind of let your team down in that second half and not being able to score. Like, I really think that did play a part because he did say he wants to win a Super Bowl and bring a Super Bowl to Detroit. And I think losing and losing the way that they did, knowing all the talent that they're bringing back, knowing that they have a clear need on their team, and that's to improve their pass defense. I think that's what played a part in all of this. So it sucks if you're a Commanders fan because yeah. they felt like Ben was their guy and it just they had to pivot to Dan Quinn. And really quick on Ben Johnson, everybody crushed Dan Campbell last week. But Ben Johnson is the play caller, right? He was the one that called. Because, like, with Dan, I mean, the Lions were who they were all season long. They're super aggressive. Right. And that's what we love about Detroit. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They're not going to kick field goals. But Ben Johnson's the one that called the run play on third down that forced them to use the timeout. And that was the decision from Ben from from Dan Campbell that I thought was like the only one that that was like literally the only thing he did that I crushed on social media. Yeah. I was like, oh, but it, but it was Ben Johnson that, that called that run play on third down, knowing that they would have to use that timeout there in the fourth quarter. That that would have been the first question I would have asked him. Asked him if I was, um, you know, uh, the general manager of the Washington Commanders or any of these teams. So, yeah, I mean, also if you're Ben Johnson, you're probably looking at like, hey man, if Philadelphia gets bounced in the wild card round again, I could go coach uh, Philly. If Dallas gets bounced in the divisional True. round again, I could go coach in Dallas because Sirianni could easily be out in Philly, and Mike McCarthy would probably. Uh, be done in Dallas and then you don't have to take over a full rebuild because that's still what Washington is going to be even if you get what you're going to Drake May Jaden Daniels one of these top quarterbacks in the draft still man they're playing behind a bad offensive line and everybody's not CJ Stroud and you still have a really bad defense and you're still in the same division as the Dallas Cowboys Philadelphia Eagles and even the New York Giants who two years ago were a playoff team that won double digit games so makes sense maybe that job's not as attractive as we all thought the, the the best hire, Mike McDonald, man. The youngest head coach now in the NFL. I agree. I mean, dude, I think that just that's a knock it out of the park hire right there. I'm 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 excited to see what he could do. But that that was who I would want. I, I mean, obviously Ben Johnson was the number one name. But Mike McDonald, I thought that was the most underrated name because we were talking about Bobby Slowick. And because he's a defensive minded head coach, nobody was talking about him. But look at what D'Amico Ryans did in Houston, man. That's a defensive-minded head coach. If you get the right OC to pair with Mike McDonald, he could turn that thing around right away. And uh, I think he's going to be a really good head coach. What are your thoughts? Obviously, you're closer to the situation being a Ravens fan. Oh, man. I, I mean, Ryan, I, it was to the point I've talked about. I was on uh, the show yesterday with Nick and Ken, and I was talking about this with Ken earlier in the week on You Better You Bet Too. Like, there are 
tons of Ravens fans that wanted them to move on from Harbaugh and make Mike McDonald the head coach just because of how highly they think of him as a coach, as a defensive mind, with the way that the defense played. And getting him in that division, look at what he did against the Shanahan coaching tree. Like, the Dolphins struggled with Mike McDaniel. The Texans and Bobby Slowick didn't score an offensive touchdown in two games against them. When Kyle Shanahan played him, he forced him into five interceptions. Now, Sean McVay and the Rams were one of the few teams this year to have some some success against Baltimore's defense. But that's the thing. He's going to be going against Shanahan and McVay a total of four times a year. And, mm-hmm. man, Seattle's got some good young corners. They got Woolen and Witherspoon. Like, they're going to be good, man. And to get a guy that young at 36 years old, when Ian Rappaport was reporting that Seattle, it looked like, was going to hire McDonald, there were people in that building that called him the defensive, like Sean McVay. I thought that was the perfect comp. That's exactly what he is. A young, brilliant, defensive genius on his side of the ball. And like you said, right, McVay, he just needed to hire a defensive coordinator to take care of that side of the ball, and that's when his teams are at his best, and that's all McDonald needs to do, to your point. Got to hire a great offensive coordinator. Gino, I think we both would agree, isn't the guy long-term. I thought what was really interesting is they were uh, there were some talks that they might be going after Ryan Grubb, who followed Kellen DeBoer from Washington to Bama, making him the OC, maybe bringing in Michael Penix, keeping him in the state of Washington. Like, that could be really fun if that ends up happening. But uh, I I agree with you. I thought the two home run hires were McDonald and Harbaugh. Harbaugh for obvious reasons. Guy wins everywhere he goes. You mentioned that Chargers roster is ready to win now. Pairing him with Herbert is going to be awesome. And, like, that Chargers roster, Ryan, has been so good, man. But they've had Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley as their coaches. Like, they've just been stuck in neutral. They haven't had a guy that can take them to that next level. Now you finally have that guy in Harbaugh. So that's a win. And then I just think McDonald is such a win because the the upside is so high with him, man. I mean, to be as young as he is and to be so good as a defensive mind, I just think, man, they get the quarterback and they get the offensive coordinator – Seattle's going to be dangerous. They're, they're going to be dangerous. And all of a sudden, that NFC West division becomes, like, really fascinating with those teams. Well, especially because, like, San Francisco is probably going to lose some guys, man, like here in the next couple of years, right? That's probably coming to an end, at least with that yep. with that roster, with that core. And, um, you know, the Rams, really good the second half of the season offensively. Number two, only behind San Francisco. But – Is that sustainable next year? Is Matthew Stafford going to stay healthy another year? We'll wait and see behind that offensive line. Um, And with Seattle, I'm with you on Geno. I don't know if Geno's the guy, but I do like the weapons. Maybe they're just a quarterback away. And I love the pieces on the defensive side of the ball. You brought up Wolin, man, but I love Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I love that draft pick. And now we understand why they moved on from Pete Carroll and why they went young. And maybe McDonald's like a year too early, like we said with McVay, but I think he's going to get that thing turned around quickly. It wouldn't surprise me if they won the division next year. And then with Harbaugh, I mean, not the great hire, obviously. Um, Hopefully the Chargers could stay healthy. Justin Herbert could stay healthy because like last year, he was not healthy. Two years ago, he was not healthy. He got injured right away. Week two, hurt his rib. Um, And... I just, they got to get out. They got to figure out like they need, luckily for them, they have a top five pick and they could get one of these wide receivers. Maybe they get a Marvin Harrison because I just can't trust Mike Williams and Keenan Allen to stay healthy. And Keenan Allen probably has to take a pay cut 
Why would he? I mean, he stayed healthy the majority of last season. Mike Williams did not. Keenan Allen had a really good season statistically. So I don't know if he's going to want to take a pay cut. You're saying goodbye to Austin Eckler. Quentin Johnston looked like a complete bust out of TCU. And then defensively, they're getting a little bit older, and they got guys like Bosa who struggle to stay healthy. But I think Harbaugh is going to get that thing turned around. You know they're going to be better in the trenches. That's what he does everywhere he goes. No question. We'll talk some more about this. Want to pick your brain some more about the Chargers, about some of these other head coaching hirings here. You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. We wrap up our number two next. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath.